Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Question marks necessary. He's here. Deceive Dave, co-hosted here, another great episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. And a message to all who are listening. Happy Easter 2022. What was it that you had renamed this holiday before we came on the air? What was that again? Oh, I mean, it's called uh, the coming of Jesus. I said, uh, Jesus 2, Electric Boogaloo. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus part 2, Jesus raised from the ground, Jesus cometh. uh, He he riseth again. He riseth again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somehow that correlates to chocolates and bunnies. Uh, and rabbits, and right? Rabbits, he yeah. probably like fucked with rabbits heavy. That's why. Maybe like when he came back, he was like holding a rabbit and slowly petting it while whilst eating chocolate by the handful. I don't. Uh, I don't know where the chocolate came from. Maybe they just knew like he liked chocolate, but uh, like he maybe just had a pet rabbit. Maybe he was just down with the brown. A pet rabbit named Chocolate. <laughs> a pet rabbit named Chocolate. Oh man, we're running. The, you know, we're learning a lot about Jesus today on the show. You see that? His many, many interests. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Follow me. I'll teach you a lot. Oh, that Whoa. Crazy. I'm sure that's how the other side of that story started, huh? <laughs> Follow me. I'll teach you the ways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Listen to that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking yeah, about. You're basically still jocking the whole gimmick at this point. Um, My goodness. What a week. What a week. What a week. Yeah. What do I... Mean, I uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy! Oh yeah, I almost died. No, I'm joking. Uh, there's. I had a full rundown sheet here in front of me. I know what it is I want to talk about, but I've on the, I've on the fence. <laughs> I've since cooled down. Boy, if we would have did this show on fucking Wednesday, I'd have been cutting promos left and right. I'm still gonna cut one here because I still I still think it's worth discussing. But for those of you who are unaware, uh, I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> Not just any section of Brooklyn. Um, I live right on the, uh, I'm trying to think geographically. I guess I'm on the west side, west side 
All right, I'm by the water. Uh, so if you happen to be outside of the city of New York listening to this, and there are quite a few of you, um, yeah, so there was some big news this week coming out of my borough. Uh, none of it good, <laughs> none of it positive, because when is it ever? Um, there was a big shooting that took place. That's what they're labeling this. It was the subway shooting. Although there was uh, many other things that took place besides actual shooting. I actually think the shooting was to a fucking minimum at this point. But that's what they're labeling it. You know, it was a, it was a subway shooting is what they went with. So I just want it really quickly. I want to put a disclaimer. I know the show opened with a disclaimer, and I'll disclaim with this. I used to do a lot of these back in the day on the show. Uh, more topical things because it was happening in the moment. It was something that I was feeling, so I discussed it. It's my show. I can do that. But I chilled out on it for a while, actually, because it started getting sad because it, was, it just seemed like every other week was another situation. Every so, ba- every day there's a situation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I was like, all right, so maybe I just need to like, I don't have to talk about everything that fucking happens. And after the George Floyd thing, when we were during when we were in a pandemic and then the black lives matter movement thing happened and i went into detail on that had people on the show blah 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 and i think that was when i was like all right let's take a break from all this depressing shit and just talk about sad wrestling stuff that would be more fun i think so i kind of steered away from it just a smidge just a hair uh but this was something i felt compelled to talk about and i'm going to talk about it and people are going to say well he's Really passionate about it because it happened like right there, right? So it, it somewhat involves him, so now he feels passionate about it. No, actually, the reason I want to talk about this is because it's evidence to a point that I made, I think, on this show maybe like a year or two ago. Because it was something very similar that happened in New York. It wasn't as bad as this, but it, it, rates, it raised some questions the first time around that it happened. And so this was a shining example of the argument that I made a few years ago. I actually tried to go looking for the clip. I don't have the time necessary to go file by file. I gave it a shot. But uh, there was a specific time that we talked about this where I was very specific about how how vulnerable this system really is, the one here. And I'm not talking conspiracy theory bullshit. Oh, the system. No, I mean specifically as in the train, the subway system. Uh, we've made this conversation before. We've had this conversation before here on the show. I don't think you and I have, Dave, but I know that other people who've been on the show, we've had this conversation. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what took place first, and I'll move on more to the point that I made before. What happened is Tuesday morning, whilst I was at work and my son was at school, uh, a gentleman by the name of Frank James, we're learning more information now as the week goes on, but at the time, we didn't have a fucking clue. Uh gentleman by the name of Frank James decided he was going to wake up on Tuesday morning and choose violence. Uh, he packed up a U-Haul truck full of little goodies, drove said truck down to, I believe they stated that it started on the 25th Avenue, excuse me, that Avenue, 25th Street Station here in Brooklyn. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the system here, uh, it would take forever to describe what this system is, but I'll just put it to you like this. It's all letters and numbers. Those are the identifiers. So N train, one train, seven train, blah, blah, blah. The area of the neighborhood that he's in, 
uh, is more by letters. It's usually it's usually around the D, the N, and the R line, which is where I live, off of those lines. And 36th Street, which is where all this went down, is a major hub station. Uh, it's where all the express trains meet. As a matter of fact, if you're at the Barclays Center, which more people might be familiar with, if you hop on the yellow, the next stop on the N or the D or whatever from Barclays Center is 36th Street. It skips like 17 stops. goes right to 36th Street. So this van was parked the stop before it, which is the 25th Street, which is a local stop. So I wish people on the – I knew immediately once the media started going, well, he started at the N-Train 25th Street Station, and I said, okay, I can already tell this is going to be full of bullshit because it's not an N-Train stop. As I just explained, it's a local stop, and the N-Train's express, and it skips it. It's an R-Train. Why is that part of information important? Am I picking at nits? No, it's not. It's not nothing. It's important to a larger point, so just follow along with me. It's an R-Train station. The only time that N-Train will ever be in that station is if it's running local. And I am unaware if in that moment, in that morning, it was running local. But I highly doubt it because it was a weekday. It was work hours. Those things don't usually tend to go local. They usually tend to stay on the express track. So he technically started on the R. Why on earth would... It was the R-Train station. And so... This guy gets on a train, and mind you, and this is important too, he bought a Metro card, okay? Because if you're going to kill a bunch of people, you know, he's, he, he, he's, he's a rebel, not an anarchist, you know? There's a system in place, I'm going to respect that. So he buys the Metro card, he gets into the fucking station. Apparently this guy is fucking got all the gadgets, he's got everything on him. This guy looks like a villain from a John Wick film. And in true John Wick fashion, he gets on a train... And as soon as the train doors close and it pulls off, he pops two canisters, smoke bombs, that fills the car with smoke. And then he starts opening fire, injuring 10. Might be more now. Last time I checked, it was 10. But now as we're developing, who knows? And uh, he was armed with firearms. The man had a hatchet on him, you know, for close proximity kills, just in case. You know, every Call of Duty, you got that handheld. He's got his handheld with him. A satchel full of shit. Uh, there was detonation bombs that were in there, from what I understand, from what I've read. Maybe one or two went off somewhere, but for the most part, those weren't, not only were not used, but were confiscated. They were found. The train eventually comes to a stop at a station, not even full way through, which is con another concerning thing. The conductor apparently must have shit himself and didn't allow for... <clears throat> excuse me, didn't allow for the train to come fully into the station before he fucking jacked the brake and opened the doors. So if you're in the back end of the train, fuck you. And the people come billowing out of the train car. There's smoke everywhere, obviously. Uh, in an attempt to conceal his escape even further, more smoke bombs were released throughout the station. And this man literally just walked out. That's it. He just dipped. He was done. And that's the incident. I mean, obviously, you can go into more detail as far as the injuries go. There were a lot of people who suffered from asphyxiation from the smoke. Uh, obviously, there were a few people who were shot. Nobody, from what I understand, <clears throat> was too critically injured. There were rumors of two being dead. I've yet to confirm that. Uh, from what I've seen from news reports recently, it's all major injuries, but it's so far, no one really died from the incident, from what I understand. Um and then the guy just 
fucking left. That's it. So that's the incident we're talking about here today. That's what took place. Now, the train station in question is on 36th and 4th Avenue. My son's school, where he was at when this incident went down, is 53rd and 5th. It's right, uh, the train station, I would say, is right in the middle of a section called Sunset Park. And my son's school is pretty much at the edge of the line between Sunset Park and Bay Ridge. So he's like right there. So because this guy left the station with no eyes on him at all whatsoever, no idea where he's gone, what he's doing, what's next on the agenda, the NYPD decided it was a good idea, and rightfully so, to let all businesses and high-populated facilities in the area know that there's a man on the loose who's killing motherfuckers. So churches were evacuated, schools, my son's school was placed on lockdown. We were not able to retrieve my son until later in the day. Um, There was a lot going on there. And uh, thankfully, my son's school acted very swiftly. They went into their lockdown uh, before the NYPD called them. They did receive a call from the NYPD from their local precinct, but they were already in lockdown just because it's social media and everything's going off. People who who have a cell phone know what's going on, right? So they assumed, because it was so close to them, that they were going to get locked down. So they're locked anyway, which is great. Because then the police called, and they were like, nope, we're already in lockdown. Don't worry about it. They're like, all right, fine. So they didn't take any bullshit-ass chances, so I appreciate that. They did give me a hard time picking them up. But, again, the situation, I can't really be pissed, right? So I pick up my son. My son has no fucking clue what's going on. That's great, because now we can go home in the safety of our own house, and tell him what's going on. Because he had questions, because they, he's never experienced a lockdown before in a school. They happen a lot here in New York, and we'll get into that, but this is the first time my son has experienced one. He doesn't know enough to know that he's supposed to freak out. So, obviously, we come home, he puts the TV on, and it's everywhere. It's all anyone's talking about. So we have to have the conversation with a seven-year-old about why an individual would just go into a subway station and shoot a bunch of motherfuckers. Now, what made him extra excited, or should I say excited? Excited is a bad word, but, like, you know what I mean? He's, what made him extra upset is that I have a car. My wife and I have a vehicle. Son, so we had to take a train. I mean, situation like that, it's unavoidable. But for the most part, we drive everywhere. Tuesday morning, my wife took the car because she had a dentist appointment. I was supposed to be on the train that day. And I'm supposed to go through that station. And my wife had no idea what was happening. It's about, what was it, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. My phone's blowing up. Are you okay? What's going on? I got friends and family hitting me up. Where's Alex? What's going on? Are you okay? And I'm like, what the fuck? That's how I found out about it. People were calling me on the phone, texting me, asking me if Alex or myself or Steph were okay. And I was like, what the fuck is the problem? So I go to the one place I know will never lie to me. I go to Yahoo. Mm -hmm. And I went to Yahoo 
I said, Yahoo, tell me what the deal is. Inform me. And it informed me and told me what was going on. And then I went to YouTube to watch the live feeds because there was a lot of news outlets that had live feeds that were in the station. And we're getting word of this. And so it was like a whole ordeal. I'm at work. I'm at a school. I'm in East New York, which, again, geographically, for anybody wondering, is at least with traffic 35, 40-minute drive away from where my son's school is. And my son's school is on lockdown because of a fucking subway shooting, and I'm 40 minutes away. So the nerves are high, right? And I'm not the only one. There was at least two of the members of my coworkers who had family in that area. So the whole school is kind of like on alert because this guy is still loose, right? So we don't right. know what the hell's happening. Then we get word toward the end of the day that there was an arrest made in Bushwick, which is in between where I am and where my son is. There was an arrest made. It might be in tied to the subway, a whole deal. So we're all thinking, all right, well, it's over, right? They got the guy. Nope. Guy's not tied to it. It was a. It was an assumption something was made there. They still went on with, well, he's still on the loose. So they don't have him. So, okay. The whole thing went down. Cops can't be everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, fine. Here's why I'm completely bringing this up and, what, and the point that I made a long time ago, a year or two ago. A year or two ago, there was an incident in a subway with a guy who had not a firearm, but he had a knife. Okay. Full-on kitchen knife. He's in the subway. Jigged up about three or four people. None of them died. All of them suffered lacerations and cuts and stuff, but none of them were dead. And I remember it being somewhat news because, again, shit like this happens in New York all the time. But this particular situation made news because this guy was a, 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 a homeless individual who was sleeping on trains. And I guess he had a little bit of a mental moment and bugged out and just started swiping at motherfuckers. And I made somewhat of a joke, but, I mean, there was some truth to it when I said, you know, between 9-11 and so many of these crimes that we've had on the uptake this is before the pandemic when before crime took a break for like a year here in new york and criminals were like man i want to rob motherfuckers but i don't want to catch the covid so i'm gonna stay here and this was when crime was really up here and i was like man if anybody ever wanted to cripple us i would pick the subway system because no one's paying attention to that Port Authority, there's cops all the time. Empire State, cops all the time. 9-11 Memorial, just in case they ever wanted to kind of double back and just really stick it to us. That's heavily patrolled. The subway system is the wild fucking west. Anything and everything goes down there. I've been to the train system in Philly. I've been to the train system in Boston. I've been to the train system in Washington. Okay? Those places... I don't feel in those places like I feel in my own subway system. I'm a 40-year-old man with a background in sports and professional athletes and all that, and I feel like I might get raped in a subway station. Jesus. You know, it's bad. It's bad. And to the point where our new mayor here in New York, Mayor Adams, has actually put together a task force mm. specifically for subway stations and trains because it's so bad. And I said, you know what, if they ever, by the way, they keep they keep spiking the pay on even getting into these things, into the subways, the, the fare is through the roof now, so they're charging you extra money for some 
rabbit ass maniac to get between your butt cheeks. They're charging mm. you extra now for that. Rape is extra. <laughs> if you want to get on the train to go to where you got to go, that's going to be 275. But if you want to get raped, that's going to be anywhere from 3 to 350. I'm sorry, mm. this is inflation. <laughs> okay? Between the Russian and Ukrainian war, rape is on the up. So we got to gotta... charge accordingly. I guess. Keep up with time. Yeah, that's the market value. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want like a, a a proper service, you got to pay for it. So that's what they're doing here with the MTA, and it's just a crippling situation. So why do I bring this up? The police here and the NYPD. Okay, and I don't normally do this, but I gotta I gotta do it because it's the absolute. This is the biggest concern that I have. The NYPD has done absolutely nothing but lie about this entire case. Every single moment that they have spoken has been a complete lie. I don't know who's feeding them this information. I don't know where they're getting their shit from. But the people who are speaking publicly on behalf of the NYPD looks like fucking fools. Because every time they open their mouth, it's wrong. They couldn't get the subway station right. They couldn't get together what trains were coming through that station, which is, I don't understand how oblivious you have to be to not know what that is. They had a description of this individual. Oh, we spoke to someone. He's about, he's, a, he's between 5'5 five five and 5'8 five and roughly about 170 pounds. They captured the guy. He's about 6'2 two and 280. They're looking for a middle-sized man, and it's a middle linebacker, and they have no fucking clue what they're looking for. Nothing. Okay. So this, so they didn't catch this guy at all yet? Oh no, they caught him. Oh we're okay. gonna we're gonna get to that because they didn't they caught him by police vernacular. They didn't catch anybody. They basically just became his Uber. That's all that it was. Because this guy did what he did. He shot a bunch of people, he set off smoke bombs, he put everything in jeopardy. He fucked a lot of shit up. And then he just fucking bounced. So then they said, okay, I have an idea. Why don't we pull subway footage tape? Because every subway system has cameras in it. This is why we put the cameras in it. Let's pull tape and let's see who this guy is and let's get on the ball here. and Let's, ca- let's catch his fuck, right? I'm pretty sure there was some John Wayne motherfuckers in there. Let's catch his fuck. Let's pull this tape. There's no tape to pull. Well, why? Because the camera's out of order. Well, all how many cameras are out of order? All of them! They're all out of order because none of this shit works. It's all for fucking show. Cosmetic. Cosmetic. I will speak on experience. I had a situation in time fucking square. On a platform, late at night, coming from work. I'm waiting for the train to go home. Motherfucker starts puking and throwing up on the platform. He's bombed out of his mind. He's laying there. He might choke on his own vomit for all we know. And this lady felt bad. And she's like, is there anybody around here who could help? It's fucking, it's desolate. It's like, I don't know, one in the morning. There's a button that says, in case of an emergency... Please push this button and staff will come to your position. Whatever. She pushed the button. It lit up. 
And this dude is sitting there. He's puking. He's got, and it's been five, ten. So the guy that she's with says, "Fuck this," and he runs up to where the booths are. Happens to get a guy from a booth. Guy comes downstairs with a radio. He calls in. And the lady asks, "Hey, we pushed that button a while ago. Where were you at?" Oh, those, that button doesn't work. That's the emergency. A case of an emergency button push push this button. Button doesn't work. Lights up. Doesn't go anywhere. Shit. Just sits there. I said so that it just lights up. You're getting stabbed to death. Guess what? You're gonna bleed out. It's a glorified baby toy. In New York City, if I drive 36 miles on any street, I'm gonna get flashed so I can get a ticket. But if I'm in Times fucking Square. Getting stabbed in the fucking chest. No one sees it. Nothing. So let's can get you imagine, back. Can you imagine running away from somebody, seeing that, hitting the button, see it light up, and just be like, I'm going to get help. Oh, yeah, we got this. Huh? Yeah, we got this. Oh. It goes nowhere. Thank goodness I pushed this button. This button right here will save my life. Nothing. You're dead. All you did was just light up a button before your death. That's your last act on this earth, hitting an emergency <laughs> button. It came down Turn, to this. So Frank, the light on. Frank James leaves. And they go, and I'm using air quotes with my fingers. They go on a manhunt. A manhunt. Armed with the wrong description. They're going on a manhunt. And the, the night comes. Nothing happens. The morning comes. Wednesday morning. Next day. Nothing happens. Now... Heading towards the afternoon, we all get an emergency buzz on our phones. And they go, we're looking for Frank James. He's a person of interest. Not even a suspect. At this point, we're just interested in speaking to him. So they put his picture on the, on the news, and there's a Crime Stoppers phone number for random citizens. In case you hear anything or see this individual, whatever it is, call this number, leave a tip, let us know where we can find this guy, right? That's usual police tactic, right? They usually, when necessary, go to the people to see mm-hmm. if they can get some sort of guidance. But do you know when they go to the people? When they have nothing. That's when they go to the Crime Stopper stuff. When they don't have any footage, prints, Blood, samples, nothing. When they've got nothing, that's when they go to the people. Okay, this guy shot a bunch of people in a public train station. They've got nothing. So they go to Crime Stoppers. Hey, we'll put the phone number up, put the picture out. Boom. We'll catch this guy. Somebody will step up and say something, right? Hopefully. Because even that, you know, some people don't like snitching, so you don't know. Right. So they get a phone call. (laughs) They get a phone call sometime in the afternoon. A tip. Hey, you guys are looking for Frank James. Yeah, we're looking for Frank James. Yeah, well, I'm Frank James. I'm seeing my picture all over the news. I think you guys are looking for me. He called on himself. Mm. He called the police. He said, okay. yeah, I'm down here. I'm down here at McDonald's on 6th Avenue, uh, 6th Avenue and 1st Street. Or, excuse me, reverse that. 6th Street on 1st Avenue. I'm on 6th Street and 1st Avenue, which is in Lower Manhattan. Well, that's the answer. So he shoots up a train station in Brooklyn, has 
24 hours to get out of here, and he's chilling in Manhattan. He just went one borough over. Yeah, but okay, go ahead. So he's in Manhattan at McDonald's, just living his best life. McChickens, you know, combo with the fries. He's he's eating good. Mm-hmm. So they said, oh, okay, well, don't move. We're coming to get you. He said, okay. And I guess they must have took forever because he started window shopping. They they go to the McDonald's. He's not there. They start walking around. He's a few blocks over on St. Mark's just window shopping, just chilling. Shopping and shit. He ain't got shit to do. <laughs> so they pick him up, and they even said in the news, oh, uh, we arrested him with no incident, meaning he didn't even put up a fight. He just got in the car and just broke out. You don't really need those cuffs. I mean, yeah. I'll just get in. Yeah, I mean, I called you for a ride. And shit. That's why I said <laughs> that's the day where they were his Uber. That's it. They just picked him up, and that was it. <laughs> As they have since spoken to him, it turns out that after he, after uh, an evening of, I don't even know how you sleep after that, but he, he had spent the evening at a buddy's <clears> house and then woke up in the morning and went to Cats for breakfast. Can you imagine? Hey, buddy, what are you doing today? It's chilling. Want to come over? Sure. <laughs> he puts yeah. that away, just walks into the house after shooting up on the train station. Imagine you have no clue. The, imagine you're the cashier at Cats and you gave this guy his breakfast that morning. Hey, sweetie, how you doing? Yeah. How was your day? Yeah, let me get that pastrami on rye. Uh, kind of stressed out. Let me get a pastrami on die. I mean rye. Sorry, it was a rough night. Jesus. So are we sure this is the right guy? This sounds kind of sus. According to the police, they got the guy they wanted. Oh, and then uh, and 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 then they got all the information wrong, and then they catch the guy, and here comes the performance, and it just makes me sick to my fucking stomach. First of all, first and foremost, the precinct that picked him up, priest, the ninth precinct, right? They they're down in that area. He called them, and they came and picked him up and took him to jail. The whole process must have taken no more than 20 minutes. They're online talking about how the officers of Precinct 9 are heroes. I said, I'm sorry, what? They're heroes. How? What? Heroes? How were they? Wait, how did they become heroes? What did they do for the heroism? They captured him. They, <laughs> they, they captured him? Yeah. I don't understand the confusion. They caught him. <laughs> That's the heroism. They said, hey, sir, can you come in the car? He said, all right, no problem. And then, yeah. what a hero. Then they drive him in, and I don't know if it's the police. I don't know who this lady was. This lady gets on the podium, and they, they have a whole thing down at one. They called the whole meeting down at one police plaza, had the media come in, and they're like, we got him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not technically wrong. You do have him. Sounds legit. Checks out. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we went on a 24-hour manhunt. We shrunk his world down. He had nowhere left to go. I'm like, bitch, you caught him at McDonald's. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? He had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. He's been walking around the Lower East Side all fucking day. They flanked him. They, f- <laughs> they, f- <laughs> they had him cornered in yeah. one of the most public spaces <laughs> in the he Lower East Side. He had nowhere to go. You know how many hippies and fucking, oh my God, he's down there. Listen, folks, I know if you're not familiar with New York geography, he happens to be standing in one of the absolute whitest neighborhoods in the Lower East Side, and he's a six-foot black guy, 200, 
He stands out like a sore fucking thumb. Wait a minute. So he wasn't 5'9"? No. No. He wasn't anything or anywhere so close So my question the is, if they had no clue who this person was, how did they have that description of this I'm guy? assuming someone gave it to him. But it sounds to me like No, but one how person. do they know that this is the guy? How do they know what? How do they know that this is the guy? I do, unless he's in there confessing, I have no clue. But I wouldn't put it past him to arrest this guy and just say, yep, he did it just so they can close it. <clears throat> Even then, it still doesn't mean it was this guy. No. No, if I doesn't. was the guy in the shooting, he's like, bro, that wasn't him. No. But he said it was. I, listen, man, I'm telling you, that's there's, not the guy. There's no... The only way that I think that they can confirm is because of the U-Haul truck. Now, the U-Haul truck, for those, I didn't mention this in the beginning, but a lot of the stuff that he had transferred over to the station, with the explosives and the bags and the weapons and stuff, he loaded up in a U-Haul van. He got the U-Haul van from Philly. So he registered the van. The only reason why they were able to find the van at all is because at the scene of the crime, one of the extra keys they give you for the van was left. I must have broke off the keychain. And it had an identifier. And when they checked the identifier, they noticed that the van was rented in Philadelphia under the name Frank James. So that's how they're connecting him to the scene. But so he they still, they still have, listen. Listen, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm no investigation There's a guy, good chance. This just doesn't make sense. There's a really good chance that that van may have been at Philly at one point, but that's not where he got it from. I would doubt that very seriously. Because for someone, if he got the van in Philly, that would mean, that would tell me that he's not from New York. But yet, here he is blowing shit up and not even leaving. If I'm from Philly and I go into Brooklyn and shoot a bunch of motherfuckers, I'm probably going to head back to Philly. Say, well, no sense in me sticking around this motherfucker anymore. I'm out. And he just this, hung around and This chilled. place is lame. Yeah, we're a bunch of fucking <laughs> losers over here. I'm heading back. Such just a let drag me over here. I came over here and waved my dick around and nobody did shit. Y'all a bunch of pussies and then just leave. I can I could totally see him. Maybe that's not even his van at all. Maybe that's just something that he commandeered to bring all his shit. I don't know. <clears throat> they don't know. And that's my largest point. They don't have a fucking clue. If Let's say this guy isn't the right guy. Right? The only reason they have him at all is because he came to them. If he just goes about his business and just continues to live his best McDonald's, I'm loving it life. That's why it just don't make no sense. We don't have anybody in custody. The person who did this just walks off. Even if this is not the right guy. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure that it comes off like he's the right guy. Because they can't have this Absolutely. whole whole meeting and this whole spiel about how we got him and then not pin something on his ass. Well, so, yeah, absolutely. They got to get him for something. Otherwise, they look even more stupid than they already look. Whether so he, he is like or not, he's going to be getting some time for it. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, not for nothing, he called them. So if he serves any time, I guess it was willingly. Because right. He called them. He could have just fucking. I wouldn't have said shit to nobody. I'd have went to Port Authority and just bought a bus ticket and fucking bounced. And even that is a poor idea. If you're running from the law, going to Port Authority is a bad idea. But you know what? Fuck it, because he walked around everywhere else without a fucking problem. God knows where he was at night doing what. Uh, who knows? Who fucking knows? That's why dude. I said when he did it initially on Tuesday, I said this is a 21 Bridges situation. Shut this island down. 
because we need to make sure this motherfucker doesn't have anywhere to go. But that's not even the case. They didn't do anything except investigate through the people that were already injured, and that was it. They had nothing. There were no security cameras. There was nothing. If this guy didn't drop a key, the, the smoke, uh, the, the face mask, everything, this guy, by accident, had the perfect fucking crime. I don't know, man. It sounds to me like it's about time for y'all to get the hell up out of there, man. <laughs> this That's what guy, it sounded like to me. This guy, and they, they had, oh my God, what was it the one that the lady said? Oh, we, uh, uh, 36th, Street, 36th Street Station is, is one of the most uh, patrolled stations in the, in the system. We have cops there all the time and blah, blah, Bullshit. I'm in that station a bunch, or at least I was before the pandemic. I was in that station a lot because to go home from my college, from my school, I got to go through that station. I was in that station a lot, and I have never in my life seen one police officer (laughs) in that station, ever, ever. I've been in that station in the morning. I've been in that station in the afternoon. I've been in that station in the evening. I've been in that station late night, and I have never seen one police officer in that station in the three or four years I've lived in this neighborhood, ever. Oh, man. Your timing's off. <laughs> I don't care what their timesheets say. That shit is not happening. It's not there. Fair enough. So this is the perfect example. Perfect example. For anybody out there who's looking to put a fucking pin in New York City, subway stations are the way to do it because they're not paying any attention and they're bragging about the fact that they're not paying any fucking attention. So that's it. Everybody who doesn't have a car, I feel bad for you. I really do. I paid my train dues. I risked my life, same as everybody else. But I will never be in that motherfucker again. Unless absolutely fucking necessary. Like, again, the snow situation where I had to pick up Alex. Other than that, I haven't been in a subway station in fucking years. Yeah. And this is why. Because I'm not trying to get raped. And I'm not (laughs) trying to get stabbed. And I'm not trying to get shot. Period. Oh. Is that not on your bucket no, list? No, I mean that's on my bucket list of things to avoid. Oh, if possible. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's in caps. That's a side. damn shame that we're there if in possible. our world where it's like, dude, I would love to not get stabbed. I appreciate rape. my. I treat my body like a temple, and penis is something that I don't want in my body. Oh well, you're you're never mind. I was about to make a joke. I'm not gonna fucking make it. Let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll keep you abreast of the situation. If anything else new comes out, I wouldn't be surprised. Sometime next week, we find out, whoop, he was bullshitting. Wasn't him. Wasn't so him. we'll see. We'll yeah, because that shit just don't add up to me. But A I lot of this shit learn. don't add up. I don't blame you for listening to these facts and, and not connecting dots. I, don't connect, I can't connect them either. I sent you some information basically just giving you an idea of what it was, but I've been reading articles and listening to videos every day since the incident, and nothing new. All of a sudden, it's a black guy, and now nobody wants to talk about nothing. And I don't understand that part either. If it was a white guy that went nuts in the neighborhood, people were trying to get him. It was so funny. They wanted to, they, before we knew who it was, they were like, oh, charge him with a hate crime. Because it's a predominantly Asian neighborhood. Uh, I, actually, further down, actually, where I live is a predominantly Asian neighborhood. That specific area is very high and. Hispanic, Mexican culture. And people were like, well, either way, we spread the dial. Asian, Hispanic, whatever. It's a hate crime. I'm like, I don't know. We got to see what the what the reasoning is. And then we find out it's a black guy, and all of a sudden it's not a hate crime anymore. Now it's just terrorism. Terrorism. like, uh, I think those two, you know, those two can still be related together. So I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm not leaving this fucking place. What was it? Yeah, you are, it? you are stubborn, dude. Fucking, uh, what was it? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? I'm not fucking leaving! I'm not fucking leaving! <laughs> I knew from Jump Street that is not where I was going to reside. No. Fuck that. <sighs> well, many people might say, uh-huh. they might say, that Frank James, the man we're talking about here, is a little bit of a hater. But not nearly as much, not nearly as much, Tony Khan would say, as a hater, as the internet is. Absolutely. And you're going to have to explain this to me, dude, because okay. I try to read it. And for some reason, I don't know, I, I get stupid brain sometimes yeah. where I read words, but it just does not compute. <laughs> does... I got no fucking clue what's happening. <laughs> I'm so good. This is... Like it's like two things are trying to come together, and, and my brain just don't want to accept it. Okay. Well, let's let's start with your your boy TK over here, your boy Tony Khan. At it again. Oh yeah, biggest fan. The Big social fan. media, Big fan, man. The Big biggest fan. social media social justice warrior on the planet. Oh, uh, he's an icon. He's back at it again. He's back on. You know, he's quickly becoming my favorite fucking Twitter personality. He gets on the train. He dude. just says outlandish shit. But here's the thing. I might be on the minority here, except for you. I think you're going to be on the same side here. I'm going to defend Tony Khan on this. I'm going to take the opposite route as everybody else because everyone's trying to play him to his face like he's dumb. He's not okay. dumb. He takes things too far, <laughs> but he somewhere in the midst of all that craziness is an actual genuine point. Right? So. I'm going to read the tweet, at least, so people know what we're talking about. So Tony Khan tweeted, what was his, April 8th, 2022. Uh, we didn't talk about it that week because we had the WrestleMania stuff, but he did tweet, an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. Right. It's a staff running thousands of accounts, uh-huh. an army of bots to signal boost them, that's a heavy accusation, Con. Look closely. These aren't real people who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing. Now, that sounds very accusatory. Right. I think he's trying to hint at something here. But, of course, everyone takes army of bots. You know, these tweets are small, and people still find a way to just fucking joke about it uh, and make their jokes and... Uh, Here's another follow-up here. Uh, uh, another tweet came in. It's needlessly confusing, and I hate when it's phrased that way, but he's far from the only executive type who uses independent to refer to an outside form firm they hired himself. Not saying it's good, but it's weirdly common. To where Brian Alvarez actually pushes the issue and says that uh, this is an exact quote. I think he took it as maybe somebody was calling him a liar about it. But Tony Khan comes back, not using my own company for it, hired an independent person to review it. I don't even know what that means. Who is this? Who, your cousin? Who is this independent person? Oh, he hired uh, some professionals. A professional. A professionals. Yeah. No, no, oh, no, no S. There's an independent person, one individual. Oh, well, then which, the guy must be a god. Which was which, which charged with the task. <laughs> Right of, of dealing with this is said independent person to review it. I have no idea where Brian got that. I must now document. Oh, that's uh, running on the joke about him employing Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer. But 
Here, so now everyone and their mother is jumping on the idea that, oh, he's, there is no anti-AEW people. It's just bots. It's the actual internet revolting against him. Mm. Here's another uh, uh, comment here. Waiting for final study, but here's what my expert confirmed. This is Khan. Right. It's people with real live accounts making posts and then using their bots to manipulate the social cha- channel algorithm by backing them up with engagement from a made-up Twitter identity. Social media teams will often fight on this. Bots are great for numbers, and when they're gone, you'll see a dip in digital conversation impressions. But those, excuse me, but those were either negative sentiment or not real anyway. For example, I tweet Megan only eats rotten bananas. I say, I throw say, eighteen <coughs> bots behind them, which takes about five minutes to do. Twitter security can't differentiate when done well. Neither can most social teams. The problem becomes every time people type Megan into the search bar because of a real account supported by bots, the first suggested result would be tweets about Megan eating rotten bananas. I'm oversimplifying, but that's the five-cent version of what's happening. And he's right. He is actually right. He These things actually do exist. And it doesn't even have to be executives, because somebody up here set up to, uh, earlier in the conversation, well, you know, if you become a big enough company, this shit tends to happen. You don't even need to be that big of a company, because I have bots. There's a bunch of people on my social media stuff that follows me that don't actually follow me. They're just right. bots spreading out their, you know, uh, their algorithm or whoever they have linked up to their shit, and then they can just spread whatever. It's the same reason whenever I post a picture on Instagram and then some bot comes out, hey, promote it on this thing, and I'm like, delete, block, get the fuck away from me. But it's what social media does. They, they attach themselves to different things. People who try to buy Ticketmaster tickets to events and they sell out in 13 seconds. Did everyone buy them? No. Bots bought them and then they're going to resell them later. I mean, right. these things, these things do <clears throat> exist. But I have the question for you, Mr. Defender of Khan. Why on earth does this guy continue to tweet shit like this? He's not wrong, but he looks so... Why is he? Why do you always say that he looks away? I don't think he looks away. This is the generation. This is normal. Oh, my God. There's nothing wrong with this, dude. I don't think anyone thinks he's weird. I think you're one of the only people that thinks he's weird. I'm, for real, doing that. I'm really not because there were people all – you know, the really fucked up part, though, like I, I start to feel bad after a while because he put this tweet out, and then everyone started, oh, hey, I just did an independent study. It confirms that people really do like pineapple pizza, and they just – put bots out there to let you know that you shouldn't like pineapple on your pizza, but it really is good. And it, they just kept using that over and over and over, and it got real sad when AEW wrestlers started doing it, and I went, oh, yeah, my God. He's mean. Dude, he's, he's, it's called trending, dude. <laughs> That's what you think this is? Trending. That's what it is. because there was a Disney film turning red I don't know if you heard about that what does that mean turning red it's the name of the movie it's an animated film that Disney was releasing it was a brand new movie and it was on Disney Plus and these moms there were a whole litany of women that were just they hated this fucking movie well what was it 
controversial or some shit? Controversial in zero fucking way. It's a relationship between a daughter and her mom, and the daughter could be a little snazzy at some point, and they have a love-hate relationship, and in the end of the movie, they start to love each other again. But it's a... So real life. Yes, yes. And that's what they didn't want. They're like, oh, these kids shouldn't be exposed to that. Or they made like a period joke where the mom got a bunch of pads and stuff, so they had pads on the... the oh, why would you bring tampons into a children's car? Shut up. And they made it so real it hurt. So they were very pissed, and they actually had people flooding, what was it, or Rotten Tomatoes or something? Like, what are those sites where you could review the film? Or yeah. like vote it or give it stars or whatever, and they were purposely downvoting and one starring and negative co- just to get the fucking thing all the negative press that it could. There are people who do this shit on purpose. They got no life, no purpose, no meaning to anything that they do, and they just sit there <clears throat> and just shit on people. He's not and wrong. things and things yeah and things and yeah. events and and uh uh. Uh, events that take place or whatever the case it may be. There are people who literally go to Twitter, create accounts, and try to be the people on TV. I'm this is a real Sasha Banks account. No, it's not. They're they people are sick, they man. Yeah. People are fucking sick. And they and they so like Tony's not wrong about this. There are, I'm sure, a lot of people out there that are are trying purposely to get Hashtag started and viral material down so that it would be anti. You know, I I I believe it, but if he's of the opinion that he's got more of those bots than say the WWE does, then come on, brother, Let, come back to planet Earth with me. I mean, is that what he said specifically? No, it's not. But what he's saying is that right here that uh, an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch, and I'm assuming he's using that to say the really loud voices in the room. A lot of the anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals, which is true, like I just said, but now we're talking about a matter of degree. You don't think the WWE has been dealing with that problem for the yeah, last 20 I think 20 that's years. irrelevant, though. It's not what the topic's about. No, well, no. The topic is the ability of these of these online community members to spread as much negativity as possible. Right. He's talking about running an independent study like it hasn't been common knowledge since before he started. You get what I'm trying to say? I mean, I guess. He's like, I ran an independent study. Why? Why did you need to run an independent study? Are you new to social media? Is this your first year on the internet? What are you talking well, about? He's trying to figure out... Well, I think <laughs> I think it's fucking hilarious that he's trying to figure out if they're real people or yeah, not. Yeah, he, like he's... I, I feel like that's what it is. This. I think they're like, yo, bro, they're just bots. Like, no way. These, are, these guys are fucking haters, dude. I'm, like, think- no, I'm telling you, they're bots. Don't worry about it. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to figure it out. And then he goes and hires a team to find out who indeed is out there talking shit. And he's like, oh, okay, don't worry, guys. It's actually bots. He paid one individual to be like, fix this. Who, Who is exactly. doing this? Who is doing this? I need names. Find the culprits so that I can when, live my life the way that I choose, please. When you got it like that, you get it done. That's my only thing about this whole thing. He's not wrong about people creating bullshit sites and pages to fuck with AEW. He's absolutely right about that. But the fact that he needed an independent study to confirm it, like he hasn't spent more than 10 minutes on the internet on his own. For someone who tweets as much as he does, you'd think by now this would have been common fucking knowledge. But 
I love nope. this fucking story because it's just like there's just so much to play with on this, and everyone's jumping in on it. And his own people are like, "Well, I just had an independent study done as well, and it turns out, you know, if you work one side of your body, you don't have to work the left side. That's just a goddamn. That's a that's a theory. That's just wild accusation." Oh, it sounds God. to me like he's doing the right thing, man. He's out here killing it as always. As always, he's out here killing the game. Tony Khan yet again. Tony Khan, the oh, God, man. the God, <laughs> Tony, Tony Khan, the God. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's got. He might have a bigger problem on his plate than bots. Yeah, what's that? He might have a bigger problem on his plate. It hasn't become a problem yet. But oh, then we're good. Uh, no, but it's it's a potential problem. Even if ah. it, even if it's something he's not dealing with at the moment, it's something that he probably could. And the uh, problem that we're talking about here is. TNT has been through the ringer the last 20-something years. TNT, the fact that it's still TNT to this day actually amazes me. But uh, TNT TBS has, a, has an under-affiliate with that, with that channel. Uh, their owners, Warner Brothers Media and Discovery, have merged. That puts Now they've created a new baby called Warner Brothers Discovery. The Ooh. stuff that dreams are made of. I love oh that. Oh, my stuff. God. I love that. I love That's that. aggressive. That's, you know what? It's a goddamn stance. He's making a goddamn stance. <laughs> and uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery, these are two multi-billion dollar companies that are getting together and making this happen. And they've joined forces. And how does this affect AEW? Well... At the moment, it doesn't. AEW has a contract with Warner Media that apparently will still be uh, in effect even after the merger, which is great news for them, right? Because I think they're buckled in until 2025, I think. So good to go. They got a few years under their belt that they don't have to worry about. They can try to increase their revenue and their product and make themselves a more marketable product over time. They've got time, is what I'm saying here. That's right. good. But the reason why I am stating that this could potentially be a problem, is I've seen this episode before. This is a repeat. Now, it may end differently, and I'm praying that it does. But if it doesn't, don't let the world tell you that you didn't get a warning first. Here on Orsini's Uncensored Mind, we're going to give you the warning now. If their contract really is up in 2025, which is where I think it is, and we have to have this conversation. Remember, this was the time that we had it first. Because we've seen this episode before. Time Warner, AOL, 2001. Uh-oh. This is where we lost WCW. Okay? You ever seen Armageddon? This is what popped into my mind when I saw this. You ever remember Armageddon with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and the the, the, the meteor? And they try to drill <clears throat> a hole in the meteor or whatever? And yeah. they lost the. They had the the big jovial fat guy, and he was drilling into the thing, and he wasn't paying attention, and the, they blew a turbine or whatever, and he fucking it exploded, and it blew off into space and died. And then later in the movie, Ben Affleck's doing the same exact shit, and they were like, "Yo, t- turn it down." He's like, "No, we gotta push through." He's like, "This is how we lost Max." You know, mm-hmm. he's he's like, "This is how we lost the last guy." Don't do this shit. Well, right. this is I'm being Bruce Willis right now. Be careful, Tony, because this is how we lost the last one. A merger is how we lost the last one. The numbers were not down for WCW. I think sometimes people forget that. I think sometimes people lose track of what the actual fall 
of WCW really was. I know they talk a lot about the rise and fall. Sometimes I think the fall gets lost in the conversation. WCW didn't lose any money. They were still generating some funds. Right. They were selling out buildings across the country. There might have been a creative problem. 2020, 2000 and 2001 were not the best WCW years. But they were still making money. They were still putting asses in seats. They were still generating a buzz. Right. They lost their television simply because they just decided they didn't want wrestling on their program anymore. That was it. They had a meeting. They just said, fuck it. We don't want that shit on our program anymore. We're done with it. You guys had a nice little run. Georgia Championship Wrestling, Crockett Promotions, down to WCW. You guys had a nice little run. Nitro was a good thing. But it's over now. That's it. And it was just done. That was the only reason WCW folded. That was why Eric Bischoff tried to buy WCW toward the end there. So that he could take the product and shop it to other networks and try to save the company. But when they ended up not selling to him in his partnership deal, they lost it altogether. They just... WCW didn't fold itself. Time Warner and AOL folded it. And that was it. That's how we lost them. That's why I tell people, be careful. Because... AEW doesn't have to do anything wrong to lose this opportunity. They could simply just exist the way that they are and still lose. Yeah, but isn't the difference that Tony owns it? Tony owns the company. So he wouldn't lose it. He may have to reposition it. He wouldn't lose AEW. He would lose the time slot with TNT. I don't think that'd be the worst thing in the world. Well, I mean, where else are you going to go? ECW suffered the same fate. WWE narrowly escaped that situation when they went back to USA after some groveling because they left WWE. I'm having an issue with my mic and I can't change it. Ha ha ha. WWE had an issue with USA Network and they left for TNN. This was like the late 90s. And USA was pissed about it because they were one of the biggest money making products they had until TNN decided all of a sudden, you know what, we're done with this too. And they couldn't find anybody else and eventually had to come crawling back to USA. And they've been on USA ever since. And and because of that, I think they'll always be on USA. That's why that's why when they got the network, they didn't move Raw and SmackDown to um to the network. Because of their agreement with USA. So I just want to make it clear for the record that this could potentially be a problem. And uh, there's a small piece of news that's developing. It hasn't broken yet. I'm only seeing it in certain places, but it looks like somebody from Warner Media. I mean, everyone was talking about Warner, an executive from Warner Media who didn't want to hire the Briscoes. The only that's the reason why apparently they're not on AEW television on on the network is because of uh. Some comments that Jay Briscoe made, some homophobic comments like 10 or 11 years ago that apparently still hasn't set well with some of the executives over at Warner Media. So they, that's one of the biggest reasons they haven't hired the Briscoes. That was the first piece, but a bigger piece now coming down the pike. They're not a big fan of AEW utilizing all this blood on their television program. Oh God. And if they start to... Hand down mandates. Hey, chill with the blood. Call, you know, pull that back a little bit. It starts there, and then little by little, and then little by little, and you know, 
snowballs. Things take effect. So I just want to put out a little warning for everybody out there, okay? This could mean nothing, but it could mean something, this little merger here, because who knows? The individual that signed Tony Khan to the deal initially is not even with the company anymore. He's gone. He's doing some other stuff. So there's no protection there. If they decide to uphold the contract, then great. If they decide a week from now, you know what? I'd like to get out of this contract. Fuck these guys. That's a potential problem. Because I don't know where else they're going to go. And, and and I don't mean on a, on, a, on a broadcast level. I mean, AEW can broadcast anywhere. It can go to streaming. It, it can do whatever it wants. I don't know if it's going to find another broadcast television network. Because those regulations are just so fucking tight. They got in trouble by the Maryland State Athletic Commission when they had that barbed wire death match, whatever, between Omega and Moxley. That wasn't a television thing. That was an in-house deal. They got into a lot of trouble for that. Then mm. the cable the, the cable network, TNT, or Warner Media, we should say, gave AEW a bunch of shit when uh, they had the match with Jericho and Nick Gage. And Nick Gage used the pizza cutter, followed mm-hmm. by a Domino's commercial. And then Domino's got pissed. Ah. Right? It sounds funny, but you know what? Domino's being pissed means Warner Media is going to be. Think of Jada and Will, right? Will, you know, the, the network probably laughed. Ha ha ha! And then saw Domino's face and went, oh no, this is bad. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Domino's, Domino's is right. This is not appropriate. This keep, is not okay. Keep my pizza name out your fucking mouth, okay? <laughs> Don't don't do that shit with Domino's and then cut a man's forehead open with a pizza cutter. That's no, that's not. You're right, baby. That's not that's not good at all. No, but please don't leave me. And that's exactly what the network probably told Domino's. Please don't leave me. This is this is this is the action of one individual. He's you know surely you can't pull your sponsorship and and the extra money you're giving us, please. And this is going to keep happening. And I you know there's a lot of fans right now. They're like, oh, they can't lose the blood. That's wrestling. No, it isn't. It's a part of the storytelling that you can utilize. It's not basic defaulted wrestling where you have to fucking bleed as often as humanly possible. You're not even supposed to be bleeding that often. That's supposed to be a once in a while kind of fucking thing any fucking way. Right. So I don't fucking know why they're doing it as much as they are as it is. Because you can't do it anywhere else on that stage. Probably not. I mean, they just did another Texas death match the other day. Let's see if there was any blood in that. But other than that, no, I I don't. Man, I don't see why they would want to do it anyway. Maybe this is an opportunity now for AEW to tell people, hey, we'd like to do it, but we can't. And then pull back. That way, when you do it. It'll mean something. Here's an idea. How about you only bleed on your pay-per-view? They can't kick you off of that. Literally, Warner Warner Media can't touch him on pay-per-view. That's how Vince used to get away with it. He didn't bleed on Raw and SmackDown, but you bled buckets on fucking pay-per-view. Shawn Michaels would gig himself from ear to fucking ear on fucking pay-per-view. And the only time they really, now that I think about it, I think... Wasn't that the Austin with the fake blood when they had the blood from the ceiling drop on him? I'm like, that's like the worst blood I've ever seen, and it wasn't blood. And that's the point. You don't have to bleed for everything. Jesus fucking Christ. So keep an eye out, folks. This is You heard it here first. 
<laughs> Warner Media and Discovery could be game changing for AEW. Could be could be game changing for AEW. But speaking of game changing, I don't know if they heard, uh, Dave. I don't know if they heard. Have have they heard? Do you heard. think that they've heard? Uh, uh, no, no, uh, no. I don't think they have. No, I don't think they have heard either. But in case you guys haven't been paying attention and you haven't heard that the bird is indeed the word, you, right now, as we speak, whenever you're hearing this, whether it be the day that it's released on Easter Sunday or sometime during the week or a month or maybe even next year, if you're hearing the, my voice right now as I speak, you have a chance to support the show. You can support your boys by heading over to AJOUM.com. You can get T-shirts, beach towels, cups, mm -hmm. all kinds of cool merch available. Two different AJ Orsini designs and, of course, the collector's item, the Deceive Dave merch, also on AJOUM.com. It's a very simple link. If you want to follow the show in different avenues, if you want to, hey, Podbean's not working for me. I got some other stuff. Are you on, by any chance, Spotify or iHeartRadio? The answer to all those questions is yes. And all you need to do to have access one stop shop, one link, all it takes, and it takes you to everything involved with this show. Head over to www.linktree, but split it up. So it's L I N K T R, period, E E, backslash, A J O U M. That's it. I like the consistency of the A J O U M. In case you guys haven't been following, following the pattern here. I tend to keep it along that same line. Very easy stuff. You can follow us on social media. You can follow the show on different platforms. There's, of course, the merch again. If you're feeling saucy, <laughs> if you want to feel sassy in 2022, then we've got the merch for you. See that? Bars. All you got to do is head over to AJOUM.com. Now, we've got the bill paying stuff out of the way. I had an idea. Because you said yourself that you have. So I said, man, this would be a good time to watch this shit together. And I've never done one of these for a non-WWE event. So recently you and I did a watch along because Triple H was retiring. And Triple H and Batista apparently turned out to be his last match. So I thought, what a nice tip of the cap. We'll, we'll watch the last match, talk about it a little bit, and, and we'll get into uh, some Triple H stuff in the middle of one of his best matches, or one of his last matches, I should say. And you had made the comment. You said, hey, next time we do one of these watch-alongs, maybe we should pick a good match. Whoa. Yeah, that was your comment. I don't remember saying yeah, that. Because I, I said, I said oh, uh, call I said that... Uh, Triple H has had so many great matches, so many great feuds over the years, and you were like, yeah, you chose this one. <laughs> oh, true. Yep. No, that's what I said. <laughs> and yep. I said, yeah, I because that. it's his last one. But, yeah, you know, maybe next time we'll pick a really good one. So today I decided to pick one of the best ones. Uh, this is regarded highly for WrestleMania weekend as one of the best matches. Some people say the best match of the entire weekend. Now, we did a whole thing on WrestleMania uh, for the roundtable before, we did a whole thing on WrestleMania after. We never really got a chance to talk about what happened WrestleMania weekend outside of the WWE. One of the biggest things that happened that weekend was Ring of Honor's return with Supercard of Honor. Now, I'm not going to go through a whole spiel, 
Did you by any chance see the whole show or just the match that we're talking about here today? <clears throat> I saw everything before this up to this, and then I just started getting tired because it was like 3 a.m. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, I was pissed from the opening match because... Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yes, because we were told in December that the reason why everyone was being released and the reason why they were shutting down services was because they were going to rebrand. Isn't that what was discussed? Whole new mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. This is what was being discussed. We mm, open up yeah. our show here in April, WrestleMania weekend. Everything looks the same. But this Everything was already in the books, the though. Same. Right? Yeah. Like the re- there was a reason why this looked the way it did right now. Well, they said they did say in December we will return in April with Supercard of Honor. But I mm. thought the reason why they waited four months was to have time to redo things, and they didn't well, redo anything. I I heard, I thought it was from you, but it was probably from my buddy, who said that um, the reason why this is the way that it is is because Tony left it the way it was because it was already booked. Like, this was already going to happen before oh. he did it. So to honor all that stuff, he just let it rock, and he's in like, influenced it too much himself. But this should have been the last one that looks like this, and going forward, different events will have much more production behind it. Because I would say, man, this really feels oh. super indie. What? Like, If Tony it, left it be, to honor, for lack yeah, of a no, word. Yep, go ahead, say it. it to, to honor Ring of Honor. To honor Ring of Honor. <laughs> then, my goodness, what a way to do that. By having the event take place, keeping the aesthetic the way that it was, and then proceeding to bring your guys in to beat the ever-loving shit out of every Ring of Honor guy that ever mattered to anybody. That's pretty much what this pay-per-view was. It was a bunch of AEW guys coming in and beating the snot out of the Ring of Honor guys. And leaving everything in question. Uh, I mean, I personally didn't get to see the thing all the way through. I only looks like I only made it about a third way through. And I guess I can kind of understand what you mean by yeah. watching some of the first ones. But yeah. again, it, I don't care how bad. I, I don't care that you got into a fight and you beat up the other guy if you did it with a windmill with your eyes closed. <laughs> like that's that's just what it felt like to me. Right. It's like this. None of this looked good. Like this wasn't a good look for anybody. I, I they I saw that swerve guy for the first time yeah. in the entire match. I was just screaming, "What the fuck am I watching?" They had everything was terrible. They had one good spot, and then everything went right back to being terrible, and that set the the tone for what I is, saw. Is anybody starting to understand my feelings about swerve now, or no? Are we still in the dark about? I don't know. This? Was anybody confused about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, well if they were, how could you not like a... his work? He's amazing. Really? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't we'll get see. it. We'll see. Uh, we'll give him I a chance, I guess. I mean, uh, if he could... never got it. That was terrible. Yeah. It didn't get that much better as it went on, especially when Wheeler Yuta, who is a Wheeler Yuta, who is yes, beginning to be positioned as a higher guy because he's joining Danielson and Moxley in their group, but at the time. He was just an underneath guy. He's just some guy they used on Dynamite, and he comes in and he beats Josh Woods for the pure title. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, cool. 
I started to see the pattern here. It was also it answered it also answered a lot of questions as to why they had championships change hands at Final Battle. Like Rhett Titus won the TV title at Final Battle, has no defenses because they didn't have shows. The first show April he loses it to Minoru Suzuki. Old 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 grandpa over here, Abuelo took the belt from him, and I was like, all right. So then, no point. There was no value to any of that. But. And then, of course, the ending. You didn't see the ending, but I'm sure you've heard by now what happened at the end. No. Oh. I don't. Well, who the fuck is going to tell me that besides you? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Heard about it. You don't get so, ROH news scroll across my so, fucking Facebook feed. So we had, when when we last saw Ring of Honor, it was Final Battle, and Jonathan Grisham had defeated Jay Lethal um, to win what they considered a vacant Ring of Honor world title. Because Bandito was the champion at the time, he had he caught COVID, so he couldn't be at Final Battle, and they couldn't have what they assumed would be the last Ring of Honor show under that regime without a world title match. So they put two guys in there, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Grisham, and they crowned an interim champion, and it was Jonathan Grisham. Well, this pay-per-view was going to be the one where Grisham and Bandito would compete against each other to to unify, to the undisputed Ring of Honor world champion. So they did that. And Grisham won, and he's got two belts now, although they are going to get rid of one of them because there's no sense in that. He wins the match, and Jay Lethal comes out, and short version of it basically turns heel on Grisham. And his buddy Sanjay Dutt comes out as an agent, and you think, well, he's here to break all this up. No, Dutt and Lethal together start beating the snot out of Grisham, and they're fucking him up, and the music hits. And it's Godzilla and Samoa Joe is in the house. Samoa Joe returns to Ring of Honor. He clears up the ring. Everyone powders out, picks up Jonathan Grisham. They do the big celebratory, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, what a nice moment. Because right after that pay-per-view happened, it goes to social media. It says Samoa Joe was all elite. I said, okay. It was a nice moment to bring him in the Ring of Honor for the main event there for the save, but I'm sure he'll be an AEW guy. Then they do the press conference because that's what we do now in wrestling. We have press conferences after shows. And they were asking Joe, all right, so you're going to AEW, right? He's like, man, I'm going to be in both. I'm doing AEW. I'm doing Ring of Honor. I'm fucking everybody up. I'm like, wait a minute, what? He's like, and they were like, wait, you're going to be in both rosters? He goes, yep. And I'm going to be the guy who unifies the AEW and the Ring of Honor Championship. I'm like, wait, what? This nigga wants the ROH title back? That's unfair. <laughs> What's the rebrand? What rebrand? We went, we went back in time. That's the rebrand. I'm rebranding it back to when it was <laughs> back good. Back to when it was good. And now, if if, if it's a possibility again, if let's say Samoa Joe does ring, just win the Ring of Honor World Title. So did he come out to different music? He did. Uh, and my man, he, Mikey Ruggins. Because everyone was confused. I'm, I fast forwarded it right now. Yeah. I, everyone was completely confused. Like yeah. I felt like no one knew it was him until he came out. Until and then it that's said it, Samoa Joe. The Jones. loudest noise I've heard in that yeah. arena all night. It was a new theme. Mikey Ruckus, again, the creator of some of the best wrestling themes on planet Earth, including the theme for this show. Gave him a generic ringtone entrance well basically yeah using the godzilla thing that he always uses it kind of just made his own little thing up for it it looks great he looks fantastic he looks like he's been working yeah of course because he knew because he not because he's on the indies now again so now he knows that he's gotta <laughs> he's gotta actually work now yeah, so fuck, yeah i gotta actually work <laughs> yeah i gotta actually hit people and get hit now but yeah so he yeah. looks good looks great 
But now it's a, it's another possibility that has me excited. Let's say he does win the Ring of Honor title at some point. We have an opportunity in 2022 or possibly 2023 to get Joe Punk 5. And I'm with it. I am with it. 100%. Grandpa edition. Oh, grandpa edition. But you know what? I'm with it because the way that Joe looks right now and the way that Punk has been on TV right now, that match is still going to be fired today. So yeah. I'm I'm ready for it. Now uh, Punk is definitely Punk, warming up. Yeah, he's definitely. Uh, yep. After that, he's match, starting to he get his chops back for it. sure. Ooh, I can't, I, man, you want to see somebody bring it out of Punk? Put him in there with Joe. Joe will beat his ass until that motherfucker awakens. Oh, we hitting now. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, the watch along <laughs> to bring it back. We're talking about Ring of Honor for a little bit, but the watch along that we're talking about here, uh, the Briscoes and FTR. This is the match that everyone was talking about. That got zero promotion from from anybody. They promoted their own event here. They promoted their own match to the Briscoes and FTR. They did it all by themselves. They got the hype up, and everyone's talking. Can you see my screen? Uh, I'm not looking at your screen. I got my own. You got your own screen. Okay. So I can't see your screen, though. You but can? I got my own screen, baby. You got your own screen. Okay. So I figured after the hiccup last time, I just pre prep it. Okay. So one hour. Because I think we had a volume issue. Well, I don't want the volume on. Yeah. No, no, that's what I mean. Like, I think last time I was able to see it, but I couldn't hear shit. So I ended up doing it myself. Okay. So one hour, three minutes. 25 seconds. 25 seconds. I'm on the dot, on man. The I'm dot. just waiting for the go. go. All right. So what we're going to do here, uh, this isn't on YouTube, obviously. I went looking. So unfortunately, in order for you to watch along with this, you're going to have to do the right thing and support Ring of Honor. Head over to Fight. Head over to Fight.tv. Check out the pay-per-view. If they end up releasing the match somewhere down the line on YouTube, you can still watch it to this. It should still make Who sense. Who are kidding? You're all wrestling fans, right? You already have access. Just boot it up. Yeah. <laughs> watch along. I didn't want to promote that, but we all know you've got it. We, so know you're, we, we all know you guys have access. You watch head over to every fight. day. Do the right thing. That's it. <laughs> but it's one hour, three minutes, 25 seconds. I'm going to count down three, two, one. On one. We're going to hit the play button. We're starting from the entrance so I, just so we can get the, the hype going and everything like that. Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one, and we're off. And I have my volume on like an idiot, but I just muted it so we should be straight. All right. Top guys coming into the room. I really fucking grown to love these guys. Yeah. They're probably one of my favorite tag teams yeah. in wrestling today all right like i these guys i don't know i admire groups that i feel will just never break up <laughs> i really be do because tag, tag team is a dying breed man it really is the it really team. is and these guys are fucking great that midnight express theme oh my god such throwbacks very rarely do people leave wwe and get better they're better than then they were the revival and i liked them when they were the revival Dash, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, bam, 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 top guys, hit the ropes, baby, yeah. And what's funny about it is, is you know they're really good. That guy's the best because of that mustache, dude. <laughs> you know they're really good when this audience 
which is a very hard audience to impress. They like them. And all they've done is talk shit about the hometown guys. And here's your boys. And here comes them boys. <laughs> Look at the, the old footage. The, the old footage. Day one. The very first Ring of Honor match. Jay Briscoe and Amazing Red. The Briscoes have been with Ring of Honor since the age of 18 years old. They have been there since literally day one, since 2002. And here it is, 2022, and they're defending the tag titles again. Go ahead, chicken, get hype. So, like, I remember, like I said, I saw a chunk of this. And yes. you could tell I must have been tired because when I watched the beginning of this, I was like, this, this match being at this point of the event was the wrong decision. Yep. There are so many little things that I noticed about this match and the way that these guys move. I've seen them wrestle before, but vaguely. So, honestly, this is the first time me personally I sat down and kind of watched You've them. You've seen them live. I'm telling you, man, I just don't remember. Wow. Okay. I just don't. I don't. It's a long time ago. But even if I did, I'm sure they weren't like they are right now. No. These guys are something different. They're firing on all cylinders right now. They are still the best tag team on the fucking planet. They really are. Jay and Mark Briscoe have been the best tag team in the world for a long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, some might say, and there's my man Bobby Cruz in the ring doing his thing, at real Bobby Cruz, check him out. Uh, the Briscoes were headlining main event stars before Dash and, 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 and excuse me, Cash and Dax even broke in. Even before these guys became wrestlers, the, the Briscoes were a top tag team in the world. That's how long they've been doing this. And I think that the, when you get to the end and you see the respect that FTR gives the Briscoes, you, you'll know that that's a genuine thing. FTR are big on the history of wrestling, too. They're historic. This is, this is a pay-per-view match and not this type. I mean, like, this is a large-scale pay-per-view match. Yeah, It shouldn't have been done here. We're not going to hear it on the audio here, but at one point before they even lock up, they got a holy shit chant just for being in the fucking ring. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Mark and Jay Briscoe. I've been there before. I've been fortunate enough to announce the Briscoes as champions. That's how far back they go. Because I didn't announce the Briscoes as champions until 2012, and they're here. They're the champions now. <laughs> and they look great, man. They These look, guys they look, look better. Like they're now, ready to man. go. Yeah. They are hyped. They both teams have wanted this match for a long time. A long time. Look at this audience. I can't hear it right now, but I can still feel it just looking at them. That was another part about this match that was so great. Look at the retro Ring of Honor logos on their butts, but, but it's but the FTR. Listen, but listen to the crowd, right? Like you don't I think that's what's the problem with, with ROH is you can tell what match they came here for because they aren't even like a You're saying quarter that's a problem? of this on other matches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, oh, maybe it's a small building. There isn't a lot of people. And then something like this happens and you're like, oh, shit. They actually have energy in the building. They just don't care about the other yeah, matches. I, it speaks to the. It speaks. Uh, I don't want to speak ill of anybody, but it speaks to the level of talent you had back in 07 or 08, when you had the Briscoes against the Kings of Wrestling, followed by Davy Richards against Tyler Black, followed by Austin Aries versus Eddie Edwards, followed by blah blah blah. Every match was hype. I used to go to Ring of Honor shows and actually have a good time. <laughs> uh, I, I stopped going a long time ago because of that. There's only a few people who really left. 
that really pull that emotion out of you. The Briscoes is an old school team. They'll pull that shit out of you. They'll make you look at Jay right now. Look at him. Yeah, hype. Walk your shit, Jay. Let him know. Yeah, getting on the top rope. This nigga's feeling it, boy. Look at him. Oh, he's hype. That he's energy is just crazy. He's ready to go. Dax is feeling it. <laughs> look at that crowd right now. They haven't done anything yet. I know. They haven't done anything yet. Look at Dax. Come on, baby. Get in here. Get hype, motherfuckers. We're about to get in here and wrestle. This is going to happen. No tables, no chairs, no that fucking. That tie-up had yeah. fucking energy, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Look at I'm that. surprised they didn't break each other's arms. Fucking locked it in. Look at, look at Chicken. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chicken. Get in there. Oh, another tie-up right here. Boom. Go behind there by Mark Briscoe. Nice fight out by Cash. Ooh, we'll do a high wrist lock. High key. I love the fact that Mark Briscoe is, is technically a brawler when you think about it, but this man can wrestle. Look at that. Nice the technique, leg man. Yeah, the, leg, the leg placement. Like, I'm not just grabbing you when you're falling. It looks like I'm actually tripping you up. Tripping you up. Yeah, I'm using my weight to move your momentum down. Side headlock there by Briscoe. Cash is now going to try to fight. Look at the strength. The struggle. The struggle. Imagine struggling in a wrestling match. I can't believe it. Shoulder tackle down, and even that's got some power, some fuego to it. Drop down by Mark Briscoe. Slide through. And, a, ooh, a nice little arm drag. And then a fireman's carry into a high arm bar. Look at that. Arm bar by Cash Wheeler. You know the match is hype when Jay's brother is the one getting his ass kicked and Jay's still hyped for it. Like, <laughs> look at that wrestling. That's wrestling right there. Yeah, Irish ripping in the corner. Up and over there for my mark without an up and over. Oh, the judo chops. Uh, give it to him. Give it to him, Mark. Drop toe hole, the most dangerous move in professional wrestling. More people need to use it. Look at Mark's teeth. That's a that's a evidence right there of how dangerous the drop toe hole really is. This man has lost teeth. I know that the Briscoes get a lot of Respect for their brawling and their fights and their bad attitude, but these motherfuckers can get in there and actually wrestle. I think sometimes people forget that. Look, more storytelling here, Dax. That my wife was bugged out by the gum. Dax had gum like like the whole match. <laughs> Look, that psychology. You really want me to tag this boy? All right, go ahead, Dax. Go ahead and show it to him. Take that mustache in there and show him what's up. They, they're just looking at each other like, bro, I'm about to fuck you. Like, you have no clue. I'm about to beat your ass. I'm about to beat your ass. I love the dreads on Jay. I don't know why. I'm not used to seeing I, I, I'm, I'm not used to seeing him on him, but I like it. It's good. Get that nice little rugged look. I love it. Look at that. You're talking about the tie-up from before. Look at these dudes. They're wrestling from a tie-up. I struggle. I don't understand why that's so hard. You're supposed to struggle. One person pulling on another person should meet resistance. Why is that hard? It was like they both couldn't fully lock it in. No. Because they don't psychologically you don't want to lock in with a guy who's moving around like that cuz anything could happen. If I'm Dax, if I'm Dax and Cash, we're wrestling with caution cuz we're in there with two wild men. That's the gimmick. They're in there with two wild guys. Look at that. See how we didn't he didn't automatically allow Jay to counter. He right, put right, the right. leg lock on and then just went right back to the hole. That's a struggle. Now he gets it, see? You don't need to be in a sequence every time. Sometimes you make a motherfucker earn that. 
The nice elbows to the back. Keep the momentum down and out. He's going to try to do the Aries with the lift. Yep. Oh, and then uh, the, I, I, I can't hear it on the commentary, but I remember, I think it was Caprice Coleman. He goes, only a man with a death wish would spit in the eyes of Jay Briscoe. Oh, my God. It's like it's, you might as well just spit in the eyes of Satan. Okay. This mother, I mean, this I wouldn't do either, but yeah, sure. I wouldn't do it. I would probably spit in Satan's eye before I spit in Jay Briscoe's eye. That's for sure. Satan, Satan, Satan will do it quick. Jay's gonna take his time with me. There we go. Now back in, taking time, letting things breathe. I don't understand why that's hard, folks. This is why they say take notes. Shoots off. Another shoulder tackle. Notice the bump from Dax. Spun to the side a little bit. He's popping up. He's really flying through. Roll over there. Nice momentum cut off there by Dax. Jay was getting fancy. He's throwing rolls out there. <laughs> hey, he's starting mm -hmm. to roll. You're a European uppercut. Here we go. Dax is a very, very methodical in-ring technician. I know that a lot of people look at Cash and Dax and they go, wow, what a team. They are so similar to each other. They're actually different styles of guys. Nice big boot there by Jay. I love when a little guy throws a big boot. Look at that throw. Look at all that momentum into the clothesline. Dax fell on his tushy. He bounced up a little bit. Oh, the Briscoe was talking mad shit. Welcome to Ring of Honor, motherfuckers. The amount of energy that they have on that ring, like the, the just just the sheer sound of the ring when they're moving, just yeah. makes the match feel so much more intense. Movement. Like I, nice. I didn't realize how quiet a lot of people are with their movement in the ring until this match. There's so much noise that just amplifies every action that they do. There's a lot of people now who wrestle. And this is, and I'm not taking a shot at anybody individually. This is a problem from indie level all the way up to the WWE. But there's a new style that's emerging in wrestling where they try to move as much as possible without falling down. Look at that catch from the referee. <laughs> Yo, you know he was lit off of that. The audience he, he was did like, not, yeah. I have a feeling he did not know that was coming. If he I'm not is mistaken, so that's Paul right Turner. Now, look at him. If I'm not mistaken, that's Paul Turner, the referee. He does currently work for AEW, but they hired him from Ring of Honor, so it's not his first Ring of Honor show. That audience popped hard for the catch. Yeah, yeah. And I, was I love that was his moment. Yeah, I love how the wrestlers are trying to no sell it, but you know they were impressed as fuck. Here comes Dax now. Here we go. Now we're gonna cut the ring off. Tag team wrestling, double boot, bam. I'm trying to get my guys to do more of that. I love that stuff. Big chop across the chest by Jay Briscoe. European uppercut. Dash and Cash are two different types of wrestlers. Although they do complement each other very well, they have much different styles. And there's some more physicality for Oh, you see that in the turnbuckle? Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord have mercy. Jay Briscoe's just throwing himself. He's giving his body to fucking Cash. Come get it. Mm, back elbow, stop momentum. Hope spot. Bam, into the gut. Here we go. More moves. These guys got fucking stamina. Bam, back man. elbow, yeah. Here we go. Now we cutting off the ring. Briscoe's got their chance. Front chancery into a kick. Briscoe, Mark Briscoe now on the offense with a chop by a chicken. They are they they've been both teams have been doing this for a while. Briscoe's longer. They're the more experienced tag team here, but you can tell they got chemistry. First time they're in the ring together, these two teams know exactly what the other team does, and they know exactly when to give their body up and when not to. It's perfect. Bam, suplex, textbook. Go ahead, wipe your hands clean of this bitch. Go ahead, pin him. There you go, forearm on the face. I know they're baby faces, but it fits the gimmick. 
Notice Mark now shifting his body. That's what it means to cut off the ring when not just wrestle on one side, but literally be in between you and the other guy's partner. Look at the moisture coming off of Mark Briscoe's chest. <laughs> the moisture. He's chopping the fluid out of this motherfucker. Oh my god! Ooh, Trying to take his fucking head off. One of my f- most, one of my favorite moves in wrestling. Dude. The European uppercut. There we yep. go. Tag. It's now. Devastating. There we go. Tag team wrestling. Now this is the heel shit. See the difference between what the Briscoes did and what FCR did. Okay, when the Briscoes had him in the corner, they did double team, but they double teamed individually. Gives the motherfucker a chance to fight back if necessary. The heels are going to attack at the same time, so he doesn't have a chance. That's cheating. That's the difference between being an aggressive babyface and an actual textbook heel. Now Dax is going to pull him up. Dax is in control. Chops. Punches, chops, kicks. They all mean something if you do it at the right time at the right place. This is a fight. Now it's turning into a fight. Look, chopping back and forth. Go ahead, give it to me. He's asking for it. Got that mustache going hard, boy. Go ahead, and bam. There's something classic about the mustache, no beard. Right? It's like no facial hair other than the mustache. He has like a slight beard coming in, like a 5 o'clock shadow. He just looks burly. Look at the chops. Dax is going to have to regroup here. There's storytelling chops, folks. Can we do more of this? They're telling the story with chops. Ugh. Notice what the story is. Mark is the stronger of the two. He's a striker. They're giving it to the Briscoes. Dax can strike. Yeah, enough. Enough of this. Enough Ugh. of this. My chest hurts. I'm punching you in the jaw. Did you see, though, how he opened up his hand to let the audience know he was going to do a fist? <laughs> and he positioned himself in front of the referee so the referee didn't see a fist. More storytelling. I'm not, we've been chopping and chopping and chopping. Then he opens up his hand, close it. He actually clinched a fist so that people could see it's going to be a fist. Heel shit. Another drop down. Beautiful. I don't like the back tags, but it works here. Dude, Another they make thing, me bang. tired just looking at them, bro. Like, how many bumps of cocaine do you think they hit before they go in there? Oh, uh, back in the day, a bunch. Today, none because these motherfuckers. Oh, so this is just yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this is smoothie energy. This is the, just this, drink blueberry smoothies yeah, before the match. This is, yeah, because you know what happened? They used to smoke and drink and do all kinds of shit back in the day. I, I you know, I spoke to a couple people. I'm like, man, they're in great shape right now. I've never seen them this cut in their entire careers. Is because they got off the shit. They're clean. These are this. Believe it or not, this is the clean version of the Briscoes right here. That's probably why. It's funny because a lot of them think they needed that shit back in the day to perform. But if they just keep working their body, well, to be fair, yeah, they took a lot of bumps back in the day, though, bro. True. They had to numb a lot. Look at the shit they're doing now. This is the controlled version. Oh, that was beautiful. Beautiful tag team maneuver there by Briscoe. Nice tag team psychology by Mark kicking off the opponent. There goes Jay with the fly first dive of the match. And the and the and the crowd is on its feet. Normally, by now in a regular match, this would have been the seventh, possibly the eighth dive. That meant nothing. They've only done one. Bang bang! Mark Briscoe with the cactus <laughs> jack, baby. Beautiful, beautifully done too. Beautifully that elbow done. was great. And he waited, made sure that the camera and the audience were done popping for Jay's move before he did his. That's what it means to let it breathe. He didn't just jump off. He waited for the audience to come down from Jay's move, and then he did his. That's how you keep the feet. It's not I, I about getting think, them on their feet. I don't think I could do 
four hours of this. Like, this is just too much energy, man. You'd be gassed by that. You wouldn't even make it home. This You'd be so of, tired this after is what being Ring so gassed. Shows used to be like, though. It used to be three, four hours of just high impact all fucking day, just fights. Yeah, but there's a difference between high impact and this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We got our first table. I didn't like this table spot. This was kind of goofy. It was, I get uh, it. I get it, it but it was just, it was just, uh, this was not necessary. You were doing so great. You didn't even break a table. You know, it's just something that you, you just kind of moved it. It's disheveled. Ugh. All right. We get it. Cool. Let's get back to the other shit. They lost focus here for a second. <clears throat> they saw an opportunity to do something cool. Oh, they did something different. And I may not yeah. be a big fan of it, but I ain't going to hate on it either. Yeah. They were trying to give keep the more unpredictable factor to it, but we get it. Got the knee brace there. I like how all this, they just put a man's face through the underneath of a table, and then they go and they grab the tag rope. Was it I said earlier? <laughs> I'm a rebel, not an anarchist. There's rules here. Uh, now Jay's bleeding. I don't know if this match needed blood, but I'm not going to say no in this situation because by now, by this stage of the match, when I first watched it, I was so hyped. It's the black hair old school right here. I only like the blood because I like the way he worked the blood. Yeah. Like he attacked his head. Yeah. The moment he to. noticed it, he jumped right on him and That's just starts attacking it. And then puts his bloody fingers in his mouth. Blech. There it is. Yeah. When you uh, uh, you know pull the curtain back a little bit, when you blade yourself, the blade is just to open a hole. Your opponent's got to open you up. That's what Dex did right there. He swung for real on his fucking head. Open that hole up. Get all the blood rushing to this person's head so it'll bleed. Even if you don't open the head up, if you cut just open enough and you get all the blood to rush to a person's head, it'll come out on its own. So if you're punching yeah. this man in the head, which is what this headlock up. is for, cut yep. the circulation off, release keep that blood going. Yep. Get that blood rushed to the head and it should keep the flow going. Yep. All all this is to work the blood. It's to get the blood coming out. Now here comes the Hey fight. man, I don't blame a oh. lot of newer people getting into the business, Cut not off. being able to this is years of experience moving in the ring. Man. I know, but that's why I don't this blame, shit is not easy. I don't blame young guys for not being able to do this. I blame the people who are teaching them other ways besides. Yeah, well, you gotta this. make your money, man. If you're willing to spend it, I'll teach you. At the it, cost matter. of the business, nah, I'm all set. I don't know if I co sign with that. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, make your you make your money, make your money another way. You it's hard to, kill, to be someone with integrity. Sometimes they don't pay the bills. <laughs> you don't have to kill my sport to make your money. I'm sorry. You're now fighting off there. Jay Briscoe now on top. Not many stuff off the top rope during the course of this whole match. And here's why. Boom. Crotched. And Jay Briscoe is now bleeding upside down. They got that blood to work pretty good. Mm-hmm. Because it's dropping down now from his head. Superplex position. Dax loves Beautiful. this move. Dead center. Yep, there we go. Beautiful you got him stuff. smacking. Why are you smacking my back? I just, I just <laughs> came off the top. Why are you slapping my back? <laughs> the hell's wrong with you, boy? That superplex was perfect right in the middle of the goddamn ring. Bam, nice and flat. Nice and flat. Oh, look at that slide there from that. Ooh, and a drop kick. That's cutting the ring off. Yeah, that was good movement. That it was that was interesting and good movement. Don't know. Yeah, if you don't know what he's doing, it's, it looks stupid. 
What are you sliding for? Like what instead of instead of running into the term buckle and bouncing, which I always thought was the stupidest thing when I see people do it, he did like a baseball slide and rebuilt his momentum to do a drop kick. That was interesting. Nice little shot at the camera with the blood, and there he comes Dax with the bird. They're still they still during the course of this match, if you notice, they hated each other before the match started there. The hate continues during the course of this match. It's a battle between two teams. Who's the better of the two teams? Why don't we do this more often? I don't understand. Jay's These are gasping. two high-caliber teams, man. Two of possibly the highest. And, and and high-caliber also in a matter of one of the things, and I'm sure I've pointed it out on here that really pisses me off, is the, the, the amount of telegraph. A lot of – watch WWE. Even AEW does it a lot too. There's a lot of telegraphing. There's a lot of I'm yeah. in my spot before you are. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sitting there with my arm wound up waiting for you to turn around. And it's just – it kills the match. I have not seen that once here. Everyone's just hot moving. Tag. Look at that hot tag right there. Perfectly built. A struggle. Fuck. A struggle. And the crowd is biting. Here comes Chicken. He's flailing. He's chopping. They got a plate of, a plate of chops for everybody. Whoa. So he's fighting off there. He goes Mark Briscoe. Boom. Insiguri kick. And the baby face Ooh. is firing up. Beautiful. Look at that. He's firing up. Oh. Did you see Briscoe. the way he grabbed him? Yeah, he did. Like, he didn't just Explode. throw his arm over. He just he <laughs> grabbed. He, like, lunged forward and grabbed him. Yes, he did. It's aggression. It shows, you know, it's a oh physical fight. That's why I think it's funny. Oh because shit! For everybody that says that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, hey, but for everybody that says that this style doesn't work anymore, the business is evolving. I don't think I've ever seen that. That was fucking nuts. Remember, people are saying this is one of the best matches of the whole weekend, and yet it's just tag team wrestling. <laughs> that's it. They just had a tag team wrestling match. That's all they did in Texas, of all places. Here we go up, up. He's like, got him up. I'm still replaying that move in my head. That shit was nuts. He like yeah. threw him off and grabbed his arms and used his momentum to move forward. Oh, oh wait. Spike that was so cool. Driver. Yeah, Mark, Mark. Mark is nice. Oh, here we go. We're up. He's got him up in a power bomb, baby. Ooh, oh, hey. uh, what was that? Redneck boogie. There it is. Uh, two count. Redneck boogie. That, that razor's edge into a neck breaker. I love the name of that move. Man, if you don't get your even, ass up. Even that, the, the, what he just did there, right? Like, he was going to finish. He pulled him to the center of the ring, went to go tag. But he rolled over to the ropes just in case. It's like they're just constantly yeah. thinking of what could happen next. That tag isn't actually legal. Jay was not. I like the effort of Jay going through the ropes to get tagged, but he wasn't holding the tag rope. We got to remember. All the details, folks. Here it goes. Double superplex, perhaps. <laughs> Even nope. in the confusion, it's not real confusion. The first telegraph so I've seen. Ooh. Oh, oh, looking for it. Big rig. Nope. To the outside. Oh, I didn't like the bounce, but we'll take it. A bomb into the splash. Oh, the Midnight Express, baby. One. So no, that's not him who's open. Yeah, I think he also got caught up a little bit. 
I don't know where, though, because I don't think that's all him. Which is even crazier if you think about it. Unless the blade is in Briscoe's uh, tape. And when he grabbed his head, it caught oh, him. Oh, maybe. That's a good call. Uh, on the replay. Looks, on the replay. Dax looks pissed that he's bleeding. Yeah. He caught he probably nicked him in his uh in his head. That's all right. Shit happens. Get up. It looks good though. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> it looked like it it's not like gushing. It looked like it came off the Briscoe. Yeah, here we go. Oh, small package. Oof. They gotta rename that. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't a small package there. Oh oh the Briscoes with a big rig. There's the cover. Another false finish. <laughs> so you gotta get you got if you're in the building, you gotta be hyped at this point. You see the Briscoes pull off a fucking big rig, you're like, oh no. And now Cash pull it to the outside. Here comes Mark. Oh, that's disrespectful. Mark Briscoe with the boot to the back of Cash's skull. And of course you gotta hit him up there. Smart by Cash. He's like, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a tornado DDT. He looked at that railing and said, Nope, fuck it, I'll do the ring. Oh, DVD to the fucking floor. Death Valley Driver. And a beauty. I stole that line, by the way, from a buddy of mine. Mm. <laughs> buddy of mine, we used to do backyard wrestling. He used to call the matches. He used to I had a suplex in the middle. What a beauty. <laughs> oh, I just oh recently, my God. I just recently, yeah, that was dangerous. That was dangerous. Full my hip. <laughs> All of my hip. Where are you, you hurt? Know, Everywhere. <laughs> what did you break? <laughs> he flattened out at the end, but that was going to end really bad. He still landed on his side, though. Oof. Yeah, but. This nigga has no pancreas left. All of that's gone. His kidney is now in his pancreas. It's a weird thing. Is that a medical professional? Why is this a security guard? <laughs> Seemingly. The security guard, from what I understand, I don't know if any of these people are medical professionals. I don't see any kind of bag or equipment or anything with them. I just see a bunch of people asking if the other guy is okay. I like this aspect of the match as well, that they've beaten each other so fucking badly that medical personnel has to come out about midway through the match and just like, are you all right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're going to be okay, buddy. Look at that. Look at Mark Briscoe wants to fight. Oh, man, am I dead? No. Okay, so we fighting then, right? That's what's happening. He bleeding too now? Everybody bleeding. That's it. Everybody but Cash because he said fuck it. I mean, there's already three of y'all bleeding. It's going to be redundant if I bleed. <laughs> Try to find a way out of that color, boy. You better get that color on you. Stop fucking around. Jay Briscoe, Mark in the middle of the ring. There was still working account that whole time. They he started the account way freaking late. Yeah, like you could have counted the thirty at that point by the time he started before he hit seven. Referee Paul Turner must have. They must be uh, using Honduras rules. Uh, Forty second count on the outside. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was out there for days. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, I got a count. I haven't seen a, a count out that long since, uh, you know, the upper upper eastern side of Europe. They used to do counts like that, at least 60 seconds on the outside. And now we're back to the middle where we started. Let's fight. Let's brawl. Let's just get it out of the way. Kaboom. Kaboom. Now we're just fighting. 
That's it. That's what it's come down to. It's just a brawl. Who who are the real men in this matchup? I've never seen this much testosterone in one ring at one time. Four of these men could probably build a whole house in one day. That's it. All together. Sheetrock and all. Get the functioning faucets, everything. Chicken farmers. <laughs> Coming off the top wow. rope again. That was a clean catch. Mm, ooh. Leaving Jay and Dex. There's blood all over the goddamn place. <laughs> boy, Jay, you got it in there nice, boy, I tell you. Yeah. There we go. Come on, stand up and fight. As Papa Briscoe would say, you got to sit there and fight. Man, the storytelling between these two teams, what an amazing match. Going back and forth. You were talking before about their stamina, about how these guys can just go. They've been going at high impact for almost 30 minutes, and none of them are gasping at all. They're just going. There we go. Still and selling They're the fucking effects. striking each other, dude. And they're selling each one to a knee, and they're just brawling it out. Look, they're fighting to the ground in a leg. They're soon going to be – they should be in a laying position just throwing shots at each other. <laughs> just, they fought from their feet to the ground. <laughs> Just fight all the way down. Paul Turner, our referee, and they're asking the questions. Are you good? So far, so good. Dax is, look at the struggle. They have to struggle to throw an offensive punch. Oh, my God, forearm shot, forearm shot. Oh, forearm. Because fists are illegal. Forearm, forearm. It's a brawl. It's a brouhaha. It's a slobber knocker. All the Katie bar the door. All the cliches. Oh, roaring forearm into what? A spinning neck breaker. A sit down one at that. The more disrespectful of the two neck breakers. Here comes Mark off the top. Jesus. Oh. These guys are just going, man. Their motors are on. Uh, there's no end to what they can do. I'm telling you. <laughs> And another kick out there by Dax and the, uh, this crowd eating it up. Texas loves it. <laughs> oh, man. See, this is the hard part for commentary. When your energy has been up for all the big shit they're doing, and now the fatigue is setting in for the performers, and it starts to slow down a little bit to build toward a big end, you as a commentator now have to continue. Yeah, you have to, to start telling the, the story. Up. You know? Yeah, you got to keep that energy up, and you got to – Keep the anticipation going. What will it take to keep FTR down? Mark Briscoe's calling for a doomsday device. They have thrown the kitchen sink at FTR, and FTR is still in this matchup. Oh, he is karate chopping his neck. Oh, boy. Mark Briscoe. Oh. <laughs> Karate. <laughs> that was actually really close. Kneeing Jay there for a second. I don't think he actually connected, but a big rig. Bam. Sold beautifully. Here goes Cash to the outside. And Dax with the pin. And Cash with the celebration. I love I loved the dive to the outside to stop his momentum from Good. coming in. Stop Jay from getting in there. And FTR becomes the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Their first match in Ring of Honor, and they beat the Briscoes. And this was a nice touch, I thought. Carrie Silken in the ring with the two belts. The former owner of Ring of Honor. Maybe this is more evidence to your friend's point that they were just, they kept it looking this way to just kind of 
pay homage to whatever it was they had booked beforehand because Carrie is still there. He's gonna. He's. This might be the last time we see him hand world titles to the next winners. Those are the original Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title belts, by the way. Showing off the font on the butt. Yes, we know. We you took it old school. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and end it here. The rest of this with the Young Bucks, I really don't care. Uh, it's just stupid shit. So we're gonna go <laughs> ahead. We're gonna stop it there. What a match from FTR and the Briscoes. Of course, it's ruined by. The Young Bucks, not no more than 10 minutes later. Um, at the end of this, the FTR does the big bow. They pay their respects to the Briscoes. Because, again, the Briscoes are the real veterans of this matchup. They've been doing this for longer. It's their building, their house, their belts. You know, the Briscoes, I know people are familiar with the FTR from their television days, but the Briscoes are the more experienced team uh, between the two teams, and FTR paid a huge respect to them because of that. You know, like I said before, the Briscoes might have been a household name and a main event tag team before they broke in. So for them to win those belts in that company from that team, I'm sure it was a big deal for FTR. But round of applause. Great match there from FTR and the Briscoes. Hopefully we gave you guys a little bit of invite, a little bit of insight on some of the things that went down in that matchup as it progressed. Um, I got to go watch Sonic 2. Oh, boy. With the boy. Uh, we are going to go see the new Sonic film today, followed by a trip to the beach. Nice. So, yeah. Damn, I you got I, a jam-packed day. I said it was jam-packed. I'm going to work. <laughs> so, that's where yeah. I'm at. So, yeah. Uh, we went to the beach yesterday, so it was, it was oh, really right. nice outside. So, there you go. Yeah, we, we went- didn't do anything. We were going to go fishing, but it was like jam-mad people over there fishing. But it was it was like a really freaking nice day. So hopefully it's the same for you out there, man. Just go look at some water or yeah, something. I'm just not gonna take the train. Is all that that is? That, yeah, no. Use your car. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we're gonna go take care of all that. The boys been waiting long enough. I think they've been dying eggs the whole time I've been in here recording this. Nice. So I dodged the bullet. All right. So good job. <laughs> now I just get to enjoy the fun part. We're gonna go to the there movies. You go. So. Thank you, guys. Uh, next week, we're trying to come up with something not so sad as blowing up stuff, but we'll have a much more upbeat show next week, I'm probably sure. More than likely. More than likely, yep. it'll be more upbeat. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And, of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode of whatever number this is. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you look like to soul boys, movies. T-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats towels, phone cases. Go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But buddy's actually wearing me, so I won't fight.